We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to Light Years. Andy Lou, this might be the most controversial episode we ever do. We're we going to talk wind projections. We're going to talk a little Trey Lance, a little, little Trey Wiseman come to blows. This, uh, might end the, this might end the pod, man. This it's a dark time. Pod. It's a dark time in barrier sports, but here we go. Here we go. <laughs> Before we get started, want to let everyone know we're teaming up with our guy Sheed over at Warriors World. Uh, we're doing a special Hawaii Warriors edition of the Steph Better shirt. All proceeds go to Miami Strong Fund by HCF Hawaii. Look, all of you saw the horrific pictures of the fires. Buy a shirt, limited edition colors. Money will go to help those who've lost during the fires. Yeah. Nothing to add, man. Just buy it, help people out, be a good person, and you get a cool (laughs) shirt to go with it. Tank. T-shirt, long sleeve hoodie. I mean, they're all right there. It's amazing. Black, white, Go. get both. Honestly, honestly, Go. the colors are kind of cool. I'm, I'm, you know, like you all have Steph better shirts. Don't lie. Uh, this is the only time you can get one with these colors. One thing I should add because I forgot it: limited release Saturday, 9 a.m. at shopwarriorsworld.net. If you can't remember that, just find one of us on Twitter. I guarantee it'll be retweeted in one of the last three tweets. Saturday, 9 a.m., get the shirts for a good cause, and you'll look cool. Brother, you know, I wasn't expecting this to come out today, but it did. ESPN Insider released their 23-24 Western Conference win-loss projections. And I'm going to be honest, a little surprised they had the Warriors as high as they did. Mm. They have the Warriors third overall. 47 wins. Now, granted, if you look at it, they have the Warriors only one game ahead of the Kings and Lakers with 46 wins. So it's not like they're saying it's a decided gap. In fact, sorry, I have that wrong. Tied with the Kings with 47 wins. They're basically saying, if you look at the standings, Denver, top seed, 53 wins. Suns, behind them, little separation from the pack, 51 wins. And then Warriors, Kings, 47. Lakers, 46 Clippers 45. If you look at this and the article basically explains that they're saying three through six, they're contenders. They should be bunched up though. They think Phoenix and Denver will run away with more wins. I'm a little surprised they had the Warriors this high. I don't know. What was your initial impression? That is a weak West. 
We quest 53 wins for the one C. Ooh, that is a, uh, so it was last year. Though. I know, I know. And the nuggets didn't look great in the regular season. Again, like they didn't try for two months of the regular season. So that's how it goes. But you know, it is a rough Western conference, according to the records. Now, that's just how the NBA is now. Regular season doesn't matter, right? So whatever. Um, but a lot, of point, load, like, a lot of load management. I mean, I'm, if I had to guess, some of these these numbers assume, you know, Jokic misses 10 games, yep. Steph misses 15, that, that sort of stuff. But I don't know. I don't know. It's it just I, I would like to see a team win 60 games. It's cool. Like, it's we're going to watch all 82 games, and we're going to watch the NBA every night. I just I, – that's what I lament. That's all. Uh, but other than that, it it's makes sense to me. The only pushback I have is I think the Kings and the Lakers are going to be a lot better than the Kings and the Clippers. And why the hell are the Suns 20 games or 500? That's it. I'll let you kind of walk away with lead the way here. But uh, it, it's weird to me that the Suns, I feel like, are this year's Los Angeles Clippers. That's all. I think the Suns are going to be really good in the regular season. What they do in the playoffs is a different question. But I keep coming back to this point. If KD only plays half the year, which has been what's been the case the last two years. It's the same with the Clippers and same with Bradley Beal. Is he going to play 82? Yeah. I mean, Beal, there's some reason to believe they just, he just shut it down because the Wizards suck, which like we could argue if he's good enough to be a shut it down guy, different conversation. But with KD, it's just kind of like, man, you're older and you've been injured a lot. You might just be a 50 game player at this stage of your career. He only played 47 last year. Year before he played 55 year before 35 I gen it's, it's probably generous to call him a 50 game player so you're talking about 30 games without him and I don't know are they deep enough to win like is is Yuta and DeAndre Ayton going to be good enough to hold down the interior defensively Gordon, looking good for the Bahamas <laughs> I like Eric Gordon I wish the Warriors got him but yeah. what was I gonna say I always thought he was underrated on Houston Harden overrated Gordon underrated yeah, that's my take can't but um yeah, uh, he he actually had a he actually had a little little dog in him when games matter. Correct. Unlike correct, unlike uh, Big Jimmy. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, the Suns. I, okay, can we agree? The Denver is going to get the one seed if they want it. They they have both the talent and the depth, and they're young. Like I was going to say, it, it it really is just because they're young. Like guys are in their prime. Michael Porter Jr. and uh, Aaron Gordon and Jamal Murray. Like those guys shouldn't be sitting twenty games. It should not be. You could argue they're not even in their prime, honestly, given their ages too. So, but like to your point, they're all well under thirty. There's no load management being mixed in. They'll there. do it, but yeah, they they should they should be healthy. <laughs> Yeah, so I, I feel like the one seed is theirs if they want it. I mean, weird things can always happen. They obviously got snake bit with injuries a couple years ago, so you never know. But I feel pretty confident they're 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 going to be one of the healthier teams. And to your point, the Sacramento Kings, also young, also shouldn't really be load managing guys. And they're good. They're probably going to be better next year than they were last year. I see no reason they shouldn't be winning in the high 40s or pushing 50 wins also. Like, my take is they could be Memphis, this year's Memphis, and, you know, be the team who just 52, 53, they just run through teams the regular season. Um, I, think, yeah. I think that the two best teams of that contender pack there are outside of Denver is, is quite easily the Warriors and the Lakers. 
I think that that's my take is uh, those two teams are, are a lot better than the other teams. It's interesting to me that the Clippers now, I think people are not taking them seriously, which you and I sat here and pounded the table for months talking about how fraudulent the Clippers are. I think now it's, it's obvious that the projections have taken that accordingly. But um, I, I think about the Warriors, it's obvious is 47 wins does seem low for a team that missed guys for a lot of games that you would think that they're not going to miss this season, right? Clay was, we don't have to do this again, but like Clay was out of shape for half the year. Uh, Jordan Poole was awful. You would think even if Chris Paul plays 55 to 65 games, he's going to be better than Poole was, in my opinion, in terms of making people better in the impact. Andrew Wiggins didn't show up for 60% of the season. And Steph didn't play much either. Maybe Steph plays five more games. Like that stuff, I think, does matter. 47 seems low to me. That's all I'm saying. 47 seems low. So on the on the flip side, I'll say turning Poole into Chris Paul should be a couple extra wins, period. Dario Saric instead of Anthony Lamb or Jamichael Green also should add a couple wins. Like that's a competent player, you know, fits the Warriors system. You know, you're going to have certain Dario Saric nights where he just, you know, hits a couple threes, changes the energy, basically something they got from none of their role players last year. Right. And to your point, Wiggins, I mean, he missed yeah, He missed over half the season. I don't know. I don't know what else you want to say. You can't say he's the second or third best player on this team and then not give credence to the fact that missing 45 games matters. So all those things say to me, like that's 44 to 50 wins easily. The flip side, if I want to be negative is Draymond played 73 games last year. That's a lot. Two years ago, Draymond only played 46. I, you know, Without Draymond, things get murky defensively for them. I know Looney's got a lot better, and he can hold it down way more than he could like three, four years ago. But the numbers still bear it out. They go from a high-end defense with Draymond to a mid-defense without Draymond. And, I mean, we saw it two years ago. They had the best record in the NBA when Draymond went down, or second best, but they they were on their way to 60 wins. And in the 30 games he sat, they went 17 and 13, and they kind of – it kind of took Steph playing out of his mind to keep them from free falling during that span. Yeah. So I don't know. I guess, you know, probably have a little less health luck with Draymond and Clay this year. And that probably hurts you a little bit, but your depth is better and you, your fingers are crossed that the vibes are better and, the, and that stuff's better. And uh, I'm with you. They, sh- I feel like getting to the record two years ago, 51s should be attainable. They're not too old just yet. Yeah. I mean, getting the getting out to the hot start, I think, is going to be tough. That's different. That that team was a championship team. We don't know if this team is a championship team yet. So um, I think I think that's about right. I, I think they did everything that they probably could have done this offseason to get better. They did all the right things. They traded people that they should have traded for chemistry reasons. They got people that fit the team. Right. They got the right people. to. And fit they're the saying team. the right things now. It seems like they're very co- it seems like at least the key players on this team were very unhappy with last year, so there's a little more seriousness. Uh, Jonathan Kaminga and Moses Moody are the two big guys that I think maybe jumped, jumped this team from, like, I think this is a low projection, 47, right? But I also think it's kind of fair. So maybe that maybe like Kaminga and Moody, I say, turn this team from like a 45-win team, if those guys are the same that they are last year, to maybe like a 50-win team. If those two guys take a leap, I, I think that's where I'd probably put because we know generally what Sarge is going to be and what 
Chris Paul is going to be and what Steph and these guys, we generally know what they're going to be if they're on the floor. There is no more upside with those guys. They are who they are. <laughs> they might even be worse. Like They probably will just be worse. But the only upside that they do have are those two guys that are in their third year. Kaminga has to figure out how to rebound the basketball and how to run offense in this team. Moses Moody has to figure out how to not dribble the ball into the middle and turn it over, right? Like those things just have to be figured out. And if, they, if they're not, then this team wins 45 games or whatever, 46. And it's an un, another unserious season, I think. I think. Because they're not winning the championship without those two guys taking a step. Yeah, I don't think they don't need to be yeah. breakout players, but they need right. to be regular rotation guys. I, I would agree with you there. Uh, Vegas, I'm looking at fan duels right now. They have the Warriors at 48 and a half. Uh, most of these ESPN projections are pretty in line with the Vegas projection, except like a game lower. Like most, they have the Lakers at 47 and a half. ESPN has them at 46. I think it's interesting. You think the Lakers are the other real contender in the West. I mean, on the one hand, I agree with you. On the other hand, LeBron's turning 39 mid season. He looked super limited last year. Like, I don't know. I got to. I got to see it. There's still a problem for the Warriors. It's kind of funny. To me, I think the Lakers are a legitimate problem for the Warriors because of Anthony Davis. He just takes away a lot of the Steph Draymond stuff by himself. No one else really does that. But I don't think they could beat Denver. I don't think they did anything to beat Denver. Denver kind of beat the crap out of them last year. I think they will again. They did. Meanwhile, I kind of like a good, healthy Warriors chance against Denver. Uh, I just think it's a bad matchup for Denver. Unlike the Lakers, the Warriors can put Jokic in a high picket role and make it really uncomfortable. Murray and Jokic can't guard a Steph pick and roll. Sorry, they just can't. It might not be enough. They might just be too good all around, and they'll just live with that a little bit. But like, it it exposes the one major hole they have. So it's it's kind of funny the way the West is breaking out. It's just at least on paper to me. Matchup dependent. I think those are the three best teams in the West. I, I think that's. Tier one Nuggets because you're the champion. Tier two Lakers Warriors. Tier three Clippers Suns. Right, like it is probably what I'd go with. Just got proven winners in the first Kings? three tiers. Kings would be, but I don't believe in the Kings. I know, I know you think they're going to be a better regular season team. That's fine, but oh, I, I they, you're they're, they're like upside. Okay. Yeah, like they're they're a cute story team to me. Where where it's just. Okay, cool. You had a breakout season from from Sabonis and 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 Fox and Keegan Murray, but how good is Keegan Murray? Is he actually Clay Thompson? I don't think so. Uh, is Sabonis good enough to carry you? I don't think so. That defense is terrible. They really did nothing to get better there. So I I, I don't believe in them. Um, I think they're just a fun team. Like I, I think they're worse than what Memphis was a few years ago. I thought Memphis was way better than just a fun team. I think now Memphis is kind of a joke. Let's look at this play-in group here. I think this is a very interesting uh, with, with yeah, these I was four gonna, teams. I was going to say, the, ne- the next four teams, OKC 7, um, Memphis 8, Dallas 9, Minnesota 10. Any of these teams doing anything for you? Do you see any of them being a breakout team? Easy yeah, anything that, that number one team's an easy one, right? That number seven team, the Oklahoma City, that's an easy breakout team because because SGA is already a star. Jalen Williams, the the wing Jalen Williams looks like he's gonna be something, and, and then Chet Holmgren, you know, maybe he's a stud second year type of guy. You know, maybe he makes an impact because he's already also, been in the NBA. I mean, that's an easy breakout team, isn't it? Also, Josh Giddy's good, man. I, I totally forgot about he's my type of player. I totally forgot about him. Right. 
he kind of had a huge game in the plan for them too. So, I mean, it's just, yeah, they're good. I, I kind of am leaning Minnesota just because, oh. dude, they're ugly, but they got the best defense of upside here. Jaden, Jalen, I do it every time. Jalen oh, McDaniels. Oh, it's Jaden. It's Jaden. They got the, the D. It's Jaden. Damn it. See, yeah. I did it. I literally did Jalen's the one that's not as good. Yeah, Jaden's really yeah. good. All right, McDaniels. <laughs> dude can defend and i think he's got a little more offensive game that he gets credit for obviously everyone's talking about ant uh slow-mo mike conley and then you got go bear yeah i don't know what they do with cat honestly but in terms of teams that made the warriors really uncomfortable last year that one and the lakers are the ones where i'm like damn those guys can they're long and they can really defend and so maybe i'm putting too much credence into that but i kind of like them as a sneaky one and i and as much as you hate it I'm not writing off Dallas either. Lucas, the best player of any of these guys listed. Kyrie's still good. I like a couple of the moves they made. I don't know. Dallas could go either way. I wouldn't be surprised if they were just a play-in team. I also wouldn't be surprised if they got back on track like they did two years ago. Like, say what you want about Luca. <laughs> he did to the Phoenix Suns more than James Harden's done in his entire playoff career. Oh, boy. So, and, and like, that's not even disputable. You know, name one thing James Harden's has done that approaches what he did to Chris Paul and Devin Booker. Can't. I don't know. I, f- I feel like they're they're kind of, uh, I don't want to say slept upon, but because they had such an embarrassing year last year, you kind of forget how good a Dallas team can be if they're locked in a little bit. Yeah, I just, I can't do it. I can't do it with Dallas. It, uh, defense is going to be bad. I mean, I get they got Grant Williams, who's a nice player. I get that they got Seth Curry. Their offense should be fun. But again, availability with Kyrie doesn't make any sense. Minnesota is an interesting one. I was kind of in on Minnesota. Then I had to watch them play basketball. And I was just like, I, uh, why is Cat still not, on this team this offseason? It's off not season? pretty. <laughs> You're right. It yeah. doesn't make any sense. Just clear Cat out and get get like a vet point guard or a couple of defensive wings, help Anthony Edwards out on like, I don't understand why cat's still on this team. Get rid of them. It's Anthony Edwards team. It, shoot. I don't understand that. So I think they're going to go through the same mess this season again. Right. Um, and then Memphis, maybe you can argue Memphis might, we didn't even talk about Memphis. They might be underrated because guys are just because, because of jaw, because he's out. People are just like, whatever. But I mean, what if Desmond Bain and Jaron Jackson take a leap? They're still young enough. Right. And, Jaren, Jaren's good, man. Yeah. Winning so yeah. I like seven and eight. I think those are by far the two best teams there. I think I think Dallas and Minnesota. They've got the they've got the locker room chemistry stuff where I just can't I can't uh, imagine that they're gonna it, it's going to glue itself together with those guys. True, Dallas is a complete unknown, and generally, when's the last time Kyrie's had a good chemistry team? Kind of funny. Just every team he goes on has bad chemistry, but oh, you know, not his. Yeah, it's, it's just a. Major coincidence, right? Dribble the ball uh, nice, though. So he's just as good as Steph. That's what, what's what we're told. The Hezzy is nice. Um, <laughs> and I think when you look at this, this is probably also why the Warriors are at 47 wins. I don't know if there's dominant teams in the West, but it feels like every team is competitive. So there'll be a lot of you're going to OKC and you lose because you're on the road. Like if I don't know. They feel kind of even through the conference. Even the bottom five teams here, I'm not sure I buy any of them. The Pelicans, Jazz, Rockets, Spurs, or Blazers making a playoff push. Like, I think that the 10 ESPN's projecting is probably correct. But Utah's tough. 
Houston could be tough. I think Udoka will help. They cleared out some knuckleheads. It seems like they yeah. they definitely feel like they're going to be more of a team who uh, on the uh, you know if you're not if you don't bring your game, they can beat you type of team. Spurs, I don't know. Wemby will be fine. And then okay, Portland. Portland will probably be a joke, but uh, <laughs> you know what? It doesn't feel like there's many gimme games in the West, so that's always going to be a, a tough. That game. that is that is it. I mean, New Orleans is. I mean, dude, when they were healthy, they were really good. They were a top four seed for quarter yeah, of the season. Yeah. There, like that's a real team. I forgot. Um, I forgot. I forgot. Zion, I have to consider Zion when I'm doing the stuff. I, you know, consider him to be out most of the time. But hey, you know, you never know. Maybe next year's the year. They'll say that every year. <laughs> um, but you're, you're right. Uh, you're right. That's two gimme. I mean, like two gimme's on the schedule, I'd say, right? Like port three, three Portland, San Antonio and Houston are the three gimme's in the West, but everyone else is good. It's not like it's the East, man. Like you, you throw on the East. I, I would argue from five to the rest of the rest of the way. They're all jokes, right? There are four, three, four good teams in that conference. And everyone's a joke. The West is the West is, isn't great. They don't have a great team, but I think that's more regular season NBA thing rather than. Rather than the depth of the the depth of the West still is significantly always, better than the East. Always, always. It's like it's like cool. Now, now Boston's good and Miami's plucky. The East still isn't that good. No, this, you just you just named the top two seeds as plucky and good. I mean, come <laughs> on, man. What are we doing here in the East? What are we doing? I mean, am I wrong? You're not. That's the thing. I mean, Milwaukee. What's with Milwaukee? I don't know what they're doing. It seems like that team's falling apart. Like they're, I feel like they're, they're yeah, on. Giannis, Giannis had a quote uh, today saying, "Here, I'll pull it up. I want to get it right." Uh, saying he won't sign an extension. Uh, I would not be the best version of myself if I don't know everybody's on the same page. Everyone's going for a championship. Everyone's going to sacrifice time away from their family, like I do, and I don't feel that. I'm not signing. Well, that's not great. That's not a great quote at all. He did say later in the article, like it doesn't make sense business wise to sign this offseason. He'll wait till next. Sure. But it it does feel like everyone talks about Embiid. But yeah, if Milwaukee has another year where they're just kind of aimless, like they're not bad because they have Giannis, but they're not contending really, he might leave. He might be gone. I think it's a 50 50 shot. I think it, it, Chris Middleton just signed that contract, but. How good is he? Drew Holiday. They were really healthy. Like, right. Yeah. Like all these guys. Brooke Lopez is on his last. I mean, even you put those guys together, they lost to an eight seed. I mean, <laughs> I mean, that you can argue about who was hurt or not, but they they lost to an eight seed Miami Heat team, which was not good. That East just was terrible. I don't know. I, I think there's a real chance he leaves. And Spoke. you know, we'll we'll leave the Warriors stuff to to later, but I think it's a real Warriors are what? First, second, third, fourth, fifth in line when 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 he requests a trade or just leaves that Chris Paul that Chris Paul expiring plus Kuminga plus local legend Brandon Pajemski. Sixteen. How, disgust, how how disgusting would you be if that's what you got for Giannis? How disgusted would you be? I probably go and root for. I'd probably be full time <laughs> Packers fan. You know what I mean? Jordan Love, that's my guy. No more Giannis for me. You know what I mean? But uh, if I were a, a Bucks fan, but. Um, I, I think his days are numbered out there. He knows that they're falling apart, that Milwaukee franchise. And, yeah, they, they don't oh, – man. It, it doesn't look like it's trending in a positive direction for him. No. That's, that's for sure. This week's Light Years podcast is brought to you by NBA 2K Mobile. Sam, we got a new sponsor. This is my favorite one. Look, I'm a big play games guy. 
And NBA 2K Mobile just came out with a game that you can play right on your phone, dude. This is as convenient as it gets. You remember those Unforgo NBA moments? Get ready to create your own epic plays with NBA 2K Mobile. It is the must-play mobile game for basketball lovers who want to conquer the court online. You can download the NBA 2K Mobile free and start customizing your My Player and Dream Team today. There's always something new to explore. Embrace the summer vibes with intense matches on the beach cruise court. Dive in attorney mode, events, and regular updates for nonstop action. You can also unlock and collect tons of player cards to enhance your team's performance. I just unlocked a Jason Tatum card. I don't know what that means about me. That that was the card that I unlocked, but that's my guy. Future warrior Jason Tatum. <laughs> that is my guy. You can step your game up on the court. You can showcase your skills, climb the leaderboard, become a basketball legend. You can play with the virtual joystick or relax with auto mode. Again, best of all, it's free to play on mobile. So download the NBA 2K mobile free on the App Store, Google Play. Use my promo code Tatum2KMobile to redeem an exclusive Jason Tatum Pearl tier card. That's code T-A-T-U-M-2-K-M-O-B-I-L-E. NBA 2K Mobile. This week's Light Years Podcast brought to you by Game Time. Sam, I was in New York and I wanted to catch my first ever Yankee Stadium game. Went to it last second. The app that I used to buy the tickets was... Game time, because buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful. Game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you with killer deals on last minute tickets and the best price guarantee. You can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you will have. Forget planning months in advance. Game time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy. All the above, the game time guarantee means you will always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section or row for less, game time will actually credit you 110% of the difference. Snag the tickets without distress with game time. Download the game time app, create an account, and use light years, L-Y-G-H-T-Y-E-R-S, for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Create an account and redeem code light years for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Speaking of not trending in a positive direction, little little Niners news. For all I know, by the time you listen to this podcast, Trey Lance is traded, but you know, kind of saying he's the third stringer. Can, can we officially say it's over? I don't know if it's right that it should be over or wrong that it's over, but I don't think he's ever going to start another game for the Niners and we can, and I think we can officially just talk about it like it's a past thing. Like, can you can you see any scenario in your head where he gets on the field again uh, outside of a preseason game, of course? Yeah, I, I mean, last season. I mean, normally I would say no, but last season I, I saw Jimmy G come back after Trey was hurt, and then it was Brock, and then it was it was Josh Johnson, and then it was Christian McCaffrey ending the season <laughs> as as my team's quarterback. So, no, I, your point is right. I mean, he's gone. He's he's done. I mean, he's done. I don't know if he's checked out. They say he's back on the practice field, but he's gotta be done for the sake of him. He probably wants it. He wants a trade he has too. To. You know, like I don't. It's this. This isn't fun. He he wants an. I don't even know where he can play. To be honest with you, that's the shitty thing about the NFL. If if you weren't in camp knowing the playbook, getting traded midseason sucks for a quarterback, you know, for especially a quarterback. Like, so he gets traded somewhere else. He probably still won't get on the field. It's another year. And this is kind of, 
Like, I, I don't, like logically, maybe his his best bet is just to say, like, hey, Brock's going to get hurt again. Yeah. He, he remember, he Brock broke his ribs in, in, in like, his second game. Sam Darnold Sam is going to be terrible because we've watched Sam Darnold play before. So it's like, it's, well, it's eight games over. In, you not know? over for me just yet. Yeah, <laughs> You know, Trey's probably like, well, Brock's on IR, and Sam's going to throw four interceptions in back-to-back games. I'm back. You know what I mean? Like, I could see that, but that's not what we're here to talk about. That That's not the most important part of this. I mean, yeah, it's it's hard not to look at this and, you know, we're Warriors related, not think of James Wiseman. I know you don't agree with me 100% on that, but the first thing that sticks out to me with both of them is COVID. And I'm not saying if COVID never happens, they'd be stars, but I wonder if Trey Lance's season isn't canceled because one double A didn't play. Uh, and he plays a second year, and there's more film on him. If A, he gets better, or B, everyone's like, oh, he's a little more of a project, and I wouldn't take him at number three. Same with James Wiseman. Instead, they run in this situation where they don't play games for a really extended period of time, uh, and then they jump up three levels in competition, and then they end up on a team where it's like, we don't have time for you to figure it out, and it's just a cycle of the same thing, and you know, like I, I will take it to my grave if James Wiseman, if there was a normal pre-draft process, he's not a number two pick. If teams see him scrimmage, they're like, I like the tools, but it's a lot rawer than I thought. This isn't a, this isn't an Evan Mobley situation. No. This is a, this is an Andre Drummond. I take him eighth, tenth overall because no one else here is that exciting, and you know maybe we figure it out. And the difference between being a two pick. And like the tenth or fifteenth pick, expectations, situation, all like it's so different. I think the same happens with Trey. I think you're right. He he puts the tape on. You put the tape on if he plays another season. He's probably going in the top twenty uh, mm-hmm. instead of maybe maybe top ten, just because it's a quarterback and he's athletic. So okay, well, somebody will take him to top ten. But I don't think he goes three. Uh, you got to remember, even if he doesn't, even if the Niners don't jump to three, somebody else was going to take him in the top five. Like that, he was consensus top five. Someone was going to take him. I think Atlanta maybe even was going to take him. I think the difference. So there are similarities there. And then he gets hurt just like James Wiseman, right? He he gets he gets handed the job like James Wiseman did the and, first year and then last year, right? And, and Wiseman doesn't look great the first year, and Trey doesn't um, either either time. And they both get hurt, and then all of a sudden it's like boom, boom, boom. All of a sudden they're done. Oh, and then we left the, the my favorite part out of it. Both managements realize when they're hurt oh yeah actually we're contenders what are we doing there you go that's, that's another the, one that's that's the other part of it because like the warriors absolutely thought it was over that's why they took the wildest prospect which like which you could well, argue is a little disrespectful to number 30 but you know they want another one they're gonna you know they get to sugarcoat that in history that yes. tends to be how those things go yeah. i don't think it, well Actually, I know for a fact they didn't think he still had it in him because they said it publicly. They said it themselves. Yeah. Anyway, he did, and all of a sudden they're like, we got to, <laughs> we we can't be throwing games away. And you guys all know where it went from here. This isn't new info. The Niners, kind of the same thing. They're kind of, they kind of were like, you know, the Jimmy thing isn't working. Let's, let's just, let's draft a guy and develop him. And then they you know, realize they have the best roster outside of quarterback. And football, maybe second best, one of them, and they're all of a sudden like, we gotta go for it, and you know, he's kind of stuck in the middle there. Like, I to this day, I, I'm just like, why the fuck did you trade up for him? Just like, of all things, like, 
I don't care if he's a bust or he's good and Kyle is a horrendous coach. Why'd you bring, why'd you go that? Why it was never going to work, you know? So we actually agree step for step <laughs> right now is I, I think the real the real real gargantuan mistake is they weren't they didn't even have the third pick. So the whole process was, was so bad is that they and I was happy as dude. Remember we did a show when that happened and I was sitting here clapping my hands. And and again like it's it's still a good thing that they traded up for that pick, but then you go back and you listen to them talk, they traded for that pick not knowing who they were going to get. So they they traded two first and used the third first to take them. They were going to take Mac Jones. Kyle had to be convinced off of Mac Jones to take Trey Lance, who, like you said, is a project. Then they went ahead and then stuck him behind Jimmy G, who we know is terrible. It's not like Jimmy G was Steph Curry. We know they're not going to win with Jimmy G. Compound that with the fact that Kyle so never... Close. It, right, but they, ne- they, but then it's like, why? If you're gonna do it, just run it with them again, right? Or just get Kirk Cousins. But then he he never got Tom Brady. He never scouted Patrick Mahomes and, and Deshaun Watson just over and over. And then you see what he did in Washington. Then he comes back, does this, and then uses Trey Lance like he's Cam Newton, like he's a running back. Which again, what's the point of that? At that point, it's like just keep using Jimmy G then because it always felt like he went back to Jimmy G like an ex-girlfriend, but y'all don't like each other. So why is he still there? Perfect analogy because they fucking hated each other. But they got got back together and they're like everyone's kind of texting, like, why are they back together? What are they? (laughs) You know, and and then like some people that is that is what happened. That Jimmy G gets hurt, which is kind of like you know, you and your ex-girlfriend having the same arguments every time. So he gets hurt again, like he does every single time. Then they land on Brock Purdy. And now Brock Purdy, after playing like seven good games, is the franchise quarterback. So that that's another thing that's like, is that good process? Because is Brock I, Purdy a franchise quarterback? I like him. I like him. I but defend him. Here's my, here's my Brock take. You cannot bench a dude who played as well as he did unless you bring in a bona fide dude right like if you if they made the trade for aaron Rodgers, even brock would be like i get it first ballot hall of famer but you can't stafford you can't bench a guy who played that well for another young guy who quite frankly just played worse than him even you just lose the locker room in that way and i actually am buying brock long term but it's a lot of pressure on the dude there's just a to your point short recovery on the elbow thing his arm does look good in the limited preseason game i got I like but him. it's just I but like it's him. like you know the 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 sheer volume of time you know and just the amount of injuries they've had at that position like it's it's man he treats a quarterback position like like uh kerr treats a center position i i, I, I mean he just it he just wants a bunch of loonies. I think he devalues the position because he knows his system or he thinks his system is going to be good enough. The problem is that the quarterbacks that he's evaluated and, and developed has not ever been good enough except for Matt Ryan. And that's when he was the one that <laughs> he was the one that choked that Super Bowl away. And then I not even the worst. I think the process part of this is that now Sam Darnold, because I, I agree with you that Brock Purdy should be the starting quarterback. You can't sit him. Mm-hmm. You, you cannot be a competition unless Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady. Philip Rivers, but um, oh. Sam Darnold, bringing Sam Darnold in and then having him compete for the two spot, making a show of it, and you have now two quarterbacks that are athletically gifted 
but raw and have never been good in the NFL, you've got two of them and you pick Sam Darnold. That's when it's like, I, nobody's saying that Kyle Shanahan should be fired. I think people should get to, should get to question Kyle Shanahan though. And just to say like, Hey dude, like what are we doing with the quarterback position here? There's no real rhyme or reason. You're just picking guys you like, which is fine if you had actually ever developed a franchise quarterback or scouted one, and he's never done that. He hasn't come close. And I think that's it. Like, nobody wants him to be gone. It's like when we criticize Steve Kerr. It's like nobody's saying that you got to leave, but we still get to question what the hell you're doing. Again, the difference is Steve Kerr's got four titles. Kyle's never won anything. We'll see. We'll see what happens with Brock. It does – there's a chance – Trey goes to another team and in two years looks really good. And Kyle's that would be the worst case scenario for Kyle, you know, that sort of thing. And if, but, the, and if the but, Niners don't win a title, I mean, if the Niners win a title, I guess it doesn't matter. None of this shit matters. Sure. Yeah, sure. Shit matters. It's funny. I mean, man. It's yeah. funny how a dude can be such a smart offensive coach. He is. The play calling is ridiculous. And let's be clear. As a front office, they've done a really good job scouting. When he took over, they had the worst roster in the NFL. Now they got players all over it. And most of those players are mid-round picks. The Kittles, the Debos, the Fred Warners, the trade for a Trent Williams, a Christian McCaffrey, a Fwanga. Like a lot of these aren't first-round picks. But at the same time, the thing you're known best for, you can't get it right. And it's just so bizarre. That's a good way to put it, actually. That's a good. It's so bizarre, man. They, they are. I mean, defensively, they'll be good again this season. And then offensively, you, you would imagine you don't need Christian McCaffrey to be a great offense. You already have IU Debo Kittle. And then you've got Trent Williams on the left side. Like, you would imagine that you don't need CMC to make you a great offense. But that was the case. They needed yeah. Christian McCaffrey for them to to really unlock the offense, and I'm kind of sitting here like, man, that is a lot of stuff, lot of lot of stuff that you're spending on offense versus you could just have a quarterback and a good old line and like a good receiver, and that's really all you need if you have a great quarterback. But the Niners doing this like inverted thing where you've got great skill position players, but you don't have a great quarterback, so you really got to be perfect. I don't know. It, it is weird. Maybe he's okay with it because he's a genius offensive coach, but Debo had a bad year last year too. God, he's um, fat. Yeah, and he knows it, and he looks like he's not. It's very Clay Thompson esque. He's gonna, well, he's going to be traded if he doesn't show up this season. Very clear. It I is, think he's he a year. That. He's like a year off of essentially when players hold out for a contract. So you know, it's it's that sort of thing. You, did you know this? I didn't know this about the Niners. No first round pick drafted under Kyle Shanahan has got a second contract. Now, Nick Bosa will, will yeah. so that will break it. But if you think about how many first-round picks they've had, Solomon Thomas, Reuben Foster, uh, you know, Mike McGlinchey, Trey Lance, three times. Ayuk will get one. Ayuk will that's get true. one. That's you true. Know, that's true. He will, that's, too. So, so that's two. I so guess the two. trend will be broken, but you'd like to see a better hit rate on first-round picks than two out of eight. Or whatever it is, you know. Yeah. See, see, that's the thing. To your point about mid-round picks, too. I, that's the part I don't like. I, I don't care as much about for, with Kyle. It's man, I we were sold that we were getting the greatest offensive mind in the NFL, and he cannot figure out the quarterback position. That's the thing that bothers me to the core. Is that you are the greatest offensive mind in the NFL, right? Outside of what, maybe like 
Peyton and Reed, right? Throw those two guys in there. But like outside of those two guys, you are the best. And you have no there's idea like, who's going like to quarterback. There's like eight coaches who are Kyle disciples around the NFL already. Like that's that's just influence right there. So yeah. uh, and McVay's won a championship. Let me give you the counter. Mm-hmm. He takes over. They have nothing. They that team was disgusting. Year one, they trade for Jimmy G. Jimmy looks like he's going to be the guy. Year two, Jimmy gets hurt in game two or three. So season's a bust. Year three, they go to the Super Bowl. Jimmy looks like he's going to be the guy, even though at the end of the run, you're like, I don't know if I really trust him anymore. Year four, Jimmy gets hurt again. And that was officially the point where Kyle's like, this, it, this is going to work. Whether it's you know Jimmy or his health, I just I got to move on. So then he drafts Trey, which is really just his second quarterback. The Trey thing kind of backfires. And then now we're on to number three, Brock, who's kind of found money. I guarantee you if Brock went five and two and looked okay, they'd have traded for a vet this offseason. But he didn't. He but looked you could amazing. argue they probably still should have. It's like the Tom maybe Brady they, thing again, though. They should, maybe it? they should have. Maybe they should have. They literally were like, we found our guy for cheap. We can go get another defensive tackle. Right. So, but you're, you're right. If Brock doesn't turn out to be the guy, it's going to be the same conversation. So tech in my mind, technically only on his third quarterback, technically. I like that. But, but I'm, but I'm kind of coping. I'm coping. I'm, cop- <laughs> I'm coping for my guy, Kendall Roy. Well, it is. God, he is so. It, it, well, at least it's, uh, Kyle is capable. So we know Kyle is successful. Kendall, we don't. We don't know about that one. He's pretty fraudulent. Uh, so there's that. But you know, there's the Washington stuff, right? Like he had RG three, and then he loves Kirk Cousins. And you know, I, Kirk Cousins is a perfectly Jimmy G esque, probably a little bit better, like slightly above average quarterback in the NFL. And that's another one where I'm like, am I moved if Kyle loves someone like Kirk Cousins? Again, he didn't scout. Guys like Mahomes and Watson. And then the other one is Tom Brady. I he, thought Tom Brady was washed. But isn't it his job when he's the genius to, to yeah. bring him in? The Brady one, I mean, I, I have a uh, I have a conspiracy theory for you. Mm. This isn't mm. even a conspiracy theory. Oh. But, okay. So, when they um, decided to move on and eventually traded for the number three pick, I am convinced they wanted to trade for a veteran quarterback. They they thought the price on Stafford was too high. Yep. So they said, we'll hold our picks. We're trading for Deshaun Watson. Rams yep. can take Stafford. Yep. We're going to get the better guy anyway. He's younger, higher upside. Yep. And then all the stuff comes out about Deshaun. Yep. And then they panic. I, I, I agree with this one. I, I've heard this one before. I've heard this one before. And I think, I think you're right. I, I think that is what happened. I also think that was correct process. Because Deshaun Watson, prime Deshaun Watson, they're winning two Super Bowls. They've got two probably right now. If they trade for Prime Deshaun Watson, Prime Deshaun Watson was an absolute monster. That guy was, and now Mahomes is a lot better now. That guy went to war against Mahomes head to head, like throw for throw. He was right there with him. I forgot about that one. It's a good one. Yeah, um, you're making me angrier somehow because <laughs> I fucking forgot about that one. Hey, Watson sucks now. I mean, I don't know. We'll see how they are this season. The Browns are a stacked team. We'll see how they are this season. But man, well, I don't know. It's I just hope the Brock thing works out. That's all I'm gonna say. I like him. I like that. Maybe it's maybe I'm a sucker for the story and just seeing the guy who 
who who looks good in the moment, but I don't know. What what does workout mean? Because I have one more, I have one more thing for you. Okay, how here's here's my question for you. How good do you need a quarterback to be with the players that they have for you to think they would beat the Eagles or the Chiefs? Basically, what a Super Bowl. I don't even know. What what level? Like, are we talking Kirk Cousins level? Does he need to be better than Kirk Cousins level? Does he need to get to do you think if they had Kirk Cousins right now, the Niners would be Super Bowl favorites? Or they'd yes. win the Super Bowl? They'd be good enough to win a Super Bowl? You think? I don't know Cousins? if I trust him, honestly. He kind of feels like a bad luck guy. I don't yeah. – I can't I, – I, I just – how many playoff games have you watched Kirk Cousins? I agree. Just, I agree. But I feel like we don't – who's someone who's not as bad as Jimmy but not anywhere near the elite – do they win a Super Bowl if they have Dak? I mean, those are the questions, right? Th- those are the, the I have no idea. That's the question I'm getting to. Can they can they beat a team like Kansas City, who's clearly going to have the best quarterback and because Mahomes is the best? But can they can they do something like that? Like I don't know, maybe. That, that's my thing. Is that's my Kyle issue? Is that the team is so damn good? You're the guy that's the smartest dude in the room, and you cannot figure out QB, which is the most important position in all of sports. So so what's going to happen here is people are saying, hey, he's gone to two NFC Championship games, and he's gone to Super Bowl. Like, that is good. Like, stop being so spoiled. And I'm sitting here like, listen, I've watched seven championships in my lifetime. Seven. I've watched the Giants win three. I've watched the Warriors win four. San Francisco 49ers, what would you say, Sam, like own – like of the Bay I mean, it's Area fans, like not, 80%, it's percent, yeah, right? It's not, not even close. They the won scales, five. The scale's like 3x, 10x. Insane. The expectation should that should be that you win a championship, right? I'm not saying like it's a failure that they lose in the NFC Championship game, but you got to win a championship. And also, I just don't think you're going to with Brock Purdy. <laughs> the chances are so small. Getting to the NFC Championship game, I can see it. I can see it. I almost, I would bet on it. But winning... Also, I'm going to say I'm old enough to remember them winning Super Bowls and everyone in their mid-30s or older definitely remembers them. So if you have that in your history, being a cute team doesn't get it done. If you are the Jacksonville Jaguars... This is great. This is is the best you've ever been. If you're a team who has, you know, five... Super Bowls, you're kind of held to a different standard. And that's life. That's that's what's gonna be like for the Warriors after Steph retires. Um, maybe the expectation isn't build a dynasty, but the expectation people aren't gonna get excited for we believe after Steph. Right. Retires, you know, right. people right. don't get excited for a wild card game after the Giants won three, right? You, the, the, the expectation's been right now. Maybe if you suck for 60 years, they'll get excited. Sure, sure. But sure. but you know, when the expectations raise, the expectation is what it is. So that's kind of where we're at with them. I hope – I will say this is the the one difference that I want to point out with Trey and Wiseman is uh, it always felt like Trey was trying yeah. to do the right thing more so, whereas Wiseman, it felt like he was so much more lost, so much more deer in head, so much more um, – I don't think he wanted to be the player that – the Warriors wanted him to be, gotcha. whereas Trey seems kind of like he was. He's try- maybe he maybe he didn't get it. Maybe he just stunk. I don't know, you know. But like, it didn't seem like he was defiantly saying this system doesn't work for me. You yeah, know? That's what I, I agree. I, that's a huge, huge point. And again, like maybe Trey just ends up not being good because I think the jury's out on on mm-hmm. on Wiseman. He's not good. He will never be. 
He may be in the NBA for 10 years, but he's not going to be this great player. Trey is more like he went to people to fix his 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 arm. He fixed his stance. He fixed the way he threw the ball. Um, he's been a good locker room guy. People like him. The players like him. They just probably maybe don't think he's great. I, I can't tell you that the Warriors players love James Wiseman. Right. I cannot tell you that. Um, but I think they, they love Trey and I think it's better for him. I think maybe we'll end it there. Like it Trey deserves to go to somewhere, even if he doesn't start, but like, can he go, can he go to Minnesota? I've seen that, right. Maybe Kirk's gone next season. Can he play there? Can he go to <laughs> God? Just, just pull the trade off. Kyle be at the airport with some roses in his hand. It'd be perfect. You know, just get, get. Get Trey to go somewhere. To hey, I know you. Game. I know you watch. Did you watch Quarterback on Netflix? I did not watch Quarterback on Netflix. Okay, I'm gonna. I'm, I'm gonna try not to spoil it or talk about it too much because one, if you it just it shows how psycho Mahomes is. Yeah. It, it makes you just like him even more. It, it shows how Steph he is off the field and just all that stuff. But they also follow Kirk Cousins. It's impossible not to walk away from it having like a soft spot for the guy just yeah. a little bit yeah. more so than I thought, like just the amount of work he puts in and how mm-hmm. like earnest he is about it that you're like, I get why coaches like him. Doesn't mean I think he should be the answer, but I get, I get it. The man has made a lot of money. I, I look, he is a good, I mean, that is the question. That is the question. Can this stack Niners team win a championship with the Kirk cousins, Dak Prescott's and now Brock Purdy's of the world. They couldn't do it with Jimmy. Jimmy was probably what, maybe a little bit below Kirk and Dak. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Maybe we'll, we'll see. Kyle's got a lot riding on this. He'll be he'll get a job anywhere else if he doesn't make it here. But I think his uh, he's got a lot riding on this as a QB offensive mastermind. Um, I think on this Brock Purdy thing, and God, you gotta love football. You gotta love yep. sport. Almost gotta. back, man. Oh, dude, we're recording this Thursday night. Gonna be up at five forty-five tomorrow morning. Watch Team USA. Then you get the Niners Chargers at seven p.m. Oh, in, in theory, I'll work between those hours, but you know, nah, I'm just kidding. Of course, I'm uh, but oh, man, excited! All right, we'll end it there. I'm Mark Chapman. Welcome to the Planet Premier League podcast. Each week, Cesc Fabregas, Nader Manua and myself talk all things Premier League. As a player, you don't have time to talk. No. You don't have time to make a plan. You just need to deal with wave after wave after wave. We watched Coach Carter and he said, oh, afterwards, the game's just about doing this for your teammates. And I remember looking around halfway through the film and half the squad was asleep. <laughs> Planet Premier League. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.